Welcome to Daily Steps from One Extraordinary Marriage, where we outline simple steps that you can take to have the ultimate marriage adventure. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. In today's show, we answer the question, what do I do when stress is killing my libido? Stress affects your libido, period. Mm-hmm. You know, let, me, let me actually paint the picture for you or play connect the dots. The higher your stress, the more cortisol you're going to release. So the more cortisol you release, the less testosterone. The lower your testosterone, the lower your libido. That's how we connect the dots, folks. So it's so important when you're like, oh, my libido's in the tank and I'm super stressed. Well, first and foremost, what are you stressed about? Okay, so I'm going to go back there real quick though because I think you guys have to just sit in this for a second. If you feel yourself stressed, that means that there's possibly a period of time when you have been stressed that you may have not even noticed it as of yet, and yet there is a higher cortisol being released, which decreases the testosterone. There's all these things that begin to happen. And so maybe when you start feeling that point that you are absolutely stressed, there's already an underlying current that's been going on. Just as an FYI, you know, you may have been holding back, you may have been just thinking about it and and you think you're not really stressed out and yet you're noticing the effect, which is your libido has begun to decrease. Significantly. Mm -hmm. Usually Usually by the time you notice it, it's a significant decrease, Mm -hmm. right? And so, so Tony, you know, kind of fleshed out that picture for us. And it's, it's looking at, we got to go back to the beginning. Like, what are you stressed about? Right. And, and in our crazy frenetic lives, it could be anything. It could be finances. It could be work. It could be kids. It could be what's going on in your marriage. It could be the fact that you have no libido. It could be, you know, all of these things. Parents, aging parents, surgeries, medical issues. I mean, there are so many things in our world today that could be throwing you off. The thing is, is that we know we live stressful lives, but what hasn't caught up to that is the fact that we don't, by and large, have effective stress management techniques, Mm -hmm. right? We've bought into this idea. We've bought into the the mindset that, you know what, being busy and being stressed, like everybody's doing it and I got to do this, but we haven't brought the other side of that equation up to go, okay, but what do I do when? Mm-hmm. Right, so you've got to have systems in place for dealing with stress. It's not just identifying and saying, "Yeah, I know this is stressing me out." It's going, "What do I need to change in my life?" And it's interesting how even just small changes can have tremendous impact on your stress levels. And I would say for myself personally, when I'm in that state, it is hard for me to find a place of rest mm-hmm. because my mind is running. I'm trying to figure things out. I'm trying to be in control. And yet when I get to this place and I do this thing, Elisa knows that I I just, I lay on my back, my legs are at a 90 degrees at the knee and I'm just, it's called static back. And it just puts me in a place of rest because I can't move, my eyes are shut and it allows me to be in a place of prayer, reflection and, and calming my mind and silencing myself that allows me to then look at my day or the situation I am I have just focused on and see it from a different perspective. So you need to find for yourself a place where you can go to and get rest. And for some of you that may be that may be physical exercise, right? Because I I'm a walker and mm-hmm. so when I get highly stressed, I'm like shoes are on, earbuds are in and I'm out the door. 
And that's a place of rest for Elisa because, and now it may not be a static, like what I'm saying with mine, but it's a place where she is able to get away from us, like me, (laughs) the kids. Like sometimes my family stress. Right. And just have her time to think and walk and listen to something that's encouraging and inspiring. It may be a sermon message. It may be music. It may be, you know, whatever she has on her, on her phone. That's the physical component, right? Because the stress, we've got all this buildup of energy in our bodies. And so we need to actually release it, mm-hmm. whether it's through the deep breathing and the silent, you know, just restful pose, like Tony was saying, or whether it's through the action, like what I was saying. The other component to handling stress so that you can increase your libido is you're going to think about what you're putting into the fuel tank. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, what are you eating? Because by and large, when we're stressed, we do not eat well. There's a reason they call it stress eating, right? And it's it's the junk food. It's the quick stuff in the vending machine. It's drive through. It's It's all of these, or maybe you're not even eating. I was talking to a coaching client last night and, and at the beginning of the coaching session, his wife's like, Hey, what'd you eat today? And he's like, I haven't had anything since breakfast. And it was seven o'clock at night. Okay. That, that's a long time to go without fuel for your tank. And when you're not eating well, guess what? All of those crazy, you know, hormone reactions start to happen and you got nothing in the tank for when you're trying to connect with your spouse. Right, so you you need to look at your nutrition. You need to look at your exercise. You need to identify what it is that is causing you stress, and then you need to have a plan in place on how you're going to connect with your spouse. Because when we're stressed, we may not be able to do anything in the bedroom, but that doesn't mean that the two of you can't still create connection. And I'm going to share this with you guys. It's something Elise and I have been doing for many. Man, many years now. It's called Take a Break, a Coffee Break. Mm-hmm. And you can check that out at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coffee break. And this is a weekly time that we get together. And I'm not going to say we're perfect because we're not. We we can miss a couple of weeks and all of a sudden we're like, man, we're, we're running around, we're frazzled and we're trying to do this. And we come back and we're like, you know what? We need to get back to our coffee break. Because that brings us together, even though things may not be going exactly the way we want it to in the bedroom, we know that we're connecting here emotionally during our coffee break. So you can check that out again, like I said, at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coffee break. Just to piggyback on that, it's amazing what fostering emotional intimacy can do for your sexual intimacy, right? To have, to have that emotional connection, to just to feel heard, to feel seen, to feel cared for, and, and to then say, you know, could we take this to the bedroom? And you may even find... I'm just going to put it out there. You may even find that having sex with your spouse is actually a great stress reliever. So you may want to choose to get into the bedroom to relieve that stress. For more information on this topic, check out oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash reduce stress.